guys, this is Chrissy. Hi, this is Casey. And this is the Two C's Podcast. Sorry we missed you last week. Chrissy was a bad girl and didn't do her homework. <laughs> and it's alright. It, 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 right, it so. is alright. We've only recorded two episodes <laughs> and I needed a break. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a long season though. Because yeah. the last time we started in January. Yes. Well, we did say already that we we're going to take, like, a, a week here and there or whatever and space it out. So. Yeah. Just next time we'll pro- we'll hopefully tell you that don't expect <laughs> one next week. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> so, this week you are headed to, what, Singapore? Uh, no. Oh, God, that's the next week. Yeah. No, it's not. No, for... it's the next yeah. country. Um. So after this week, we're going to do every other for countries, and next week we're not doing murder. I'm like, need a murder break, so we're going to do something else. I don't know what. Anyways, um, so I am doing Belgium, I believe. Okay, and I'm doing Croatia. I was like, I didn't write down the country, oh. but I'm pretty sure it was Belgium. New listeners this oh. week. I totally forgot because it's like in the middle of my paper. <laughs> um... We have Fort Wayne, Indiana, and then a new country, Finland. Nice. So, welcome everybody. Welcome old and new listeners. Yes, thank you for continuing to listen to us. We appreciate it. Yep. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram with the Two C's Podcast. I believe that we don't need to spell it out for you anymore. I hope not. It's been... (laughs) Guys, if you found it on here, you can find it on there. That's true. Um, also, we... What am I trying to say? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I had something. It'll come back. Okay. So we're going to get started? We are. Okay. This is Chrissy. I'm going first. So, my country, I believe, is Belgium. I hope so. <laughs> I, I'm almost positive. <laughs> uh, I probably should have wrote it down. I wrote down everything else except for... What country? Yeah, I'm positive it's Belgium. Yep. Okay. I mean, Belgium listeners would be able to figure it out once she starts talking. Maybe. Because <laughs> it's part Belgium and part America, so... Oh. Who knows? So my original one that I was going to do, I changed because I didn't want to talk about him, and I didn't really like him. Okay. And he actually was brought up in this one. <laughs> oh, seriously? So, anyways, um, I am doing mine on the Butcher of Moms. Um, so, and it didn't give me any information because they don't actually know who the Butcher of Moms is. So, I can't tell you, like, age, anything like that. Other than it's a person. Maybe. Hopefully. I'm sure it I is. mean, it would be, I mean, it is spooky season. That's but, true. That's true. But that would be odd. My cat's trying to get in here. Oh, he can't. I know. Okay, so anyways, um, in 19... In March 1997, the city of Mons was rocked by the news that police officer Olivier Moat... I think it's Moat. It could also be Moté. Had discovered several plastic trash bags that contained human body parts. The city of Mons... Mons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, us Americans. Right. Is close to Belgium's border with France. Officer, I'm just going to call him Moat, 
discovered the bags along the Rue Emily Vanderveld in the village of. I'm so glad we're not doing a different country next week. <laughs> we love you guys. Right. And thank you for listening, yes. but it's very but hard. I, yeah. Um, so the village of, I'm going to say, Cusmes, which is very close to Mons. And I'm sure that there are people in Belgium that are screaming at me right now because I <laughs> did not say that correctly. But moving on. Or laughing hysterically. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I would. <laughs> when the trash bags were analyzed, investigators found that the bags contained body parts belonging to three different females. The next day, more trash bags were discovered in Mons, although this time the bags contained only one woman's torso, which the police felt had been surgically dismembered by whoever had killed her. After further analysis on the recovered body parts, the police learned that the murders stretched back to at least 1995 or 1996. I'm not sure why they came up with that. Probably missing persons, maybe. Um. Well, at that time, they didn't know who the people were. Oh. So I'm not sure how they knew that. And there was no... Inf- I looked... I did a deep search. <laughs> I really did. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh, it could Although be anything. Although it took me two weeks to do this story, <laughs> I did do a deep search, um, and I couldn't find anything of why they felt that it was from 1995 or 1996. I'm sure it probably had to do with clothing. No, because it was dismembered body, so there probably wasn't any clothes. I was I don't just know. gonna say clothing as well. Um. Well, the torso belonged to a victim who had been killed mere days before the discovery. So that person had just recently been just uh, killed. The person that they found the torso, not the other bags of body parts, which sounds really horrible. But uh, More trash bags were discovered in April. The bags were found near the Hain River. After the third set of trash bags were found, it was felt by every law enforcement agency in Belgium that living in Mons and the surrounding areas was was a very dangerous serial killer. It wasn't long before police named their top suspect, Mark. Ugh. Just say Mark. We don't need to talk about him. Okay. This is the one that I was originally going to do my yeah, story on. We don't need to. No. Um, in 1996, Mark, a serial killer from the French-speaking city of <laughs> Charleroi, was arrested for kidnapping six girls and murdering at least two of them. In his defense, this is his defense, Mark stated that his crimes were ordered by an evil group composed of the elite in Belgian society. He claims he ordered him to kidnap and torture underage girls so they could all get their kicks. Bullshit. Well, I I mean, it could be true. I have heard of a little thing called Hostel. I haven't oh, seen it. I haven't seen it. Tr- oh, I saw it. I don't want to see it. Thank you for But I'm and not saying that Hollywood like knows everything. No, but shit like that happens all the time. So yeah, so I wouldn't. I'm not saying that he's not guilty. He is guilty. Yeah. He and I'm sure he enjoyed it um, because yes, one I'm who sure he yes. Did. So I mean, 
that that actually is not a defense. Right. Because you're guilty. Right. So Mark's case came close to bringing down the entire Belgian Belgium Belgian government as millions of citizens began to believe that the government had covered up what Mark had done in order to protect a high profile pedophile ring, which actually could be true. Because think about some of the shit that's going on uh, like what's his face? Yeah, Epstein. Yeah. I mean yeah. allegedly. But I mean, let's no. face it, we all know it's true. Right. It was never proven that there was a cover-up, but a lot of government officials lost their jobs or were transferred to somewhere else. Um, Mark was a vicious murderer who kept his victims confined to an underground torture chamber for days on end. Belgian police initially suspected Mark based on geology, geology, geography alone, but cracks in the theory showed up very early on. First, the butcher of moms killed adult women while Mark preyed on young preteen girls. It was obvious to everyone that someone besides Mark was dumping body parts that were in trash bags all over and not him. So, the victims of the butcher. There is Carmelina Russo, who was 42 when she was reported missing and murdered. Um, on January 4th, 1996. So, they know who they are now. So, I'm wondering if they just added that to the story. Well, yes, it could be. Because it, it was recently written, so. Yeah, so they probably only added the dates because they knew who it was. And that's why they knew. That it went back that to would 19. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense, yes. Um, so... Carmelina was last seen at her home in Mons on January 21st. Her partial remains were discovered across the border in France's Nord department. There isn't a lot of information that was learned about Carmelina that the police could find after they identified her body as one of the butcher's victims. It's likely that she was married or had children, and she was dealing with some kind of stress or tragedy at the time of her death. Because every one of the other victims also either something tragically happened to them or they have like a really stressful job or like stressful family stuff going on. Excuse me. Um, she also may have frequented the railway stations amongst um, because most of the other victims also, I don't know if they would like take rail cars or if they just hung out, didn't really specify. It just said that they frequented. That was probably, that was probably only they, um, connected all of them. Well, and besides they the fact took rail, the railway to get from place to place too. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, victim two was Martine Bond. She was 43. Um, she was reported missing on January 21st, 1996. Martine was a transient and a former prostitute from France. Sex worker, like Casey likes to say. I like, I do like that. Martine worked at seedy bars in both France and Belgium. 
Following her disappearance, police learned that she had lost all contact with her family and hadn't kept many friends during her life. When her remains were found floating in Hain River, investigators found that the killer had sliced off her breasts. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. This proved further <laughs> proof that the killer was motivated by sex. I'm not really sure how they figure that the killer was motivated by sex, but who knows? I mean, there could be other stuff that they haven't released or whatever. Which is true. Yeah. Okay. Jacqueline, and I'm not going to say her last name because there, I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I want you to try. <laughs> <laughs> the clerk. Okay. There you go. Sounds it's good to me. what it is. Yeah. It's not how you pronounce it. No, it's not. <laughs> um, she was 33 years old when she disappeared. Uh, she was a mother of three at the time of her death. Um, Jacqueline was, sorry, Jacqueline, was separated from her husband and had lost custody of her children. After she lost her children, she began hanging around the train stations. Um, she was reported missing on January 23rd, 1997. Jacqueline's arms and legs were found by Officer Moat on March 27, 1997, just below <laughs> Rue D. Vanderveld in Kuzmis. I think that was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that last word I did not pronounce correctly, but that's okay. Uh, the fourth victim was Natalie Goddard. And she was 21 when she disappeared. Uh, she is the youngest known victim, I'll say. The youngest victim that they know of or whatever. Okay. Uh, or that they can tie to the butcher. Uh, she also had a child. And then her child had also been taken into public care um, because of stuff that was going on in her life. It didn't really say what I'm assuming that, oh, never mind, I should have read a little bit further down. Oh, okay, it does say. <laughs> At the time of her disappearance, well, I don't know if this was going on while she had her child or this was after she got her child taken away. So I don't know why she had her child taken away. Got it. But she had problems after, afterwards, too. Uh, at the time of her disappearance, uh, Natalie... Lived in a bedsit in Mons and was known to frequent many downtown bars. Um, I'm going to say that they're the city bar, seedy bards. Oh, God damn it. Seedy bars like Martine. Was it Martin? Nope. Sorry. My bad. I take that back. Uh, which one was the... Well, one of the other victims. I'm not sure which one. And I'm going to read through the whole thing. Um, some of the workers at the bar said that she was promis- promiscuous, but they also made sure to tell the police that she was not a prostitute. So she slept around, but she didn't she was get paid just... for it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrible. I know it does. But um, whatever. It I sounds mean, like she's... A young lady. Right? She who was 21. Who is out having fun. Yes. 
And just because she looks like she's promiscuous doesn't mean that she's sleeping with yeah. a bunch of people either. She could just be a really nice girl. She probably was a really nice girl. Right. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> like Martine, uh, Natalie's mutilated body was found in the Hain River as well. So, the fifth and final victim that they know that they can link to the butcher was Begonia. I love her fucking name. Begonia Valencia. And she was 37 when she disappeared. Um, she was the last one to be identified as his victim. Um, that could be linked to him. I shouldn't say him because I don't know if it's him. I'm assuming it is. Could be a woman. Um, you never know. So, Begonia went missing from the town of Frameries in the summer of 1997. Her bones were discovered in an orchard between Bethlehem and Hyon. It was not until the spring of 1998 that police officially identified the bones to be Begonia's. One of Bergonia's neighbors that was interviewed over a decade after she was murdered <clears throat> stated that she took a local bus every evening. It is possible that the butcher of moms discovered this fact and picked her up at a bus terminal or one of the railway stations um, if she was taking the railway as well uh, in the vicinity of moms. The neighbor also claimed in an interview that someone in front of me dropped a wreath into the local river every year in order to keep um Bergonia's memory alive but they don't know who's dropping the wreath probably a family member I, friend that's what i figured too it kind of sounded like they were hinting to it was the person that killed her but i don't know well why wouldn't they do it with the rest of them right i thought that too i mean unless Bergonia is like important like, close to them, but usually isn't it, like, not usually, but don't they say that the first victim is... It's either the first or the last. Well... Like, it could be either one. Then maybe Begonia is. Well, that what Maybe it was significant. I mean, I get why they would want to question that person. Yeah. Um, okay, so other suspects. On September 15th, 1990, a black garbage bag was found by the Brooklyn Navy Yard in New York City. Um, the woman who discovered the bag immediately called the police when she noticed that the bag had blood that was leaking from it. <sighs> right? <sighs> At least she didn't open it. That would right? be worse. Um, could you imagine opening something like that? And you would never get that picture out of your head. No. Uh, dispatch called in Detective Ken Whalen of the 84th Precinct to investigate. The garbage bag contained two arms and one leg. Another bag found hours later contained a woman's torso. Two weeks later, Whalen re received an anonymous tip about the garbage bags and their contents. And the person that called, they never identified, so they don't know who called them. Yeah. Um, the person said that the victim that was missing was a 61-year-old woman named Mary Beale. <clears throat> and it was later identified that it was her. Okay. Uh, Mary lived in a cramped apartment with several dogs on... You, I 
should be able to pronounce this correctly, considering it's from the United States. <laughs> but uh, off of Moshu, Mosh, Mosholu Parkway? I don't know. She was reported missing by the police <clears throat> by her neighbors. Or she was reported missing to the police by her neighbors. Who became very worried when they didn't see her out for her usual morning walk with her dogs. Because I guess she took her dogs on walks every morning. I would hope so if she lived in a cramped apartment. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mary's sister um, was contacted by Detective Whalen. Um, they finally figured out who her family was or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, contacted uh, the sister and the sister informed Detective Whalen that Mary had recently broke her left ankle. So he went to the emergency room where she had x-rays done and took those x-rays to the medical examiner and had the medical examiner compare them to her, to the bones that to they the bo- found. Yeah. Yes. And um, the x-rays were an exact match, so they were pretty sure that it was her. Yeah. Um, but they also did a DNA test on um, the bones to the sister. Yeah. And then they confirmed that it was her. A familiar match. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Waylon learned that Mary was a real estate agent and also worked part-time as a court translator. Uh, one of the languages that she spoke was Serbo-Croatian. And because of this, she had done work for a custody battle that recently before she disappeared involving a Yugoslavian couple, Smajo, and I'm not going to say this right, um, Zerlik. Maybe it's Smaho. Zerlik. Sure. We're going to say Smaho Zerlik. And his wife. For <laughs> a decade later, Montenegrin uh, police arrested Smaho Zerlik. I'm just going to call him Zerlik. Who was, um, also went by the name Smail oh. Tula. Okay. I don't know. Um, for Mary's murder. Uh, because when this happened, I don't know if this is still the case. Um, the extradition treaty that we have with um, uh, Montenegro is that anyone that is not a citizen, like, from the country of Montenegro, okay. they will extradite back to the United States. Okay. But if they are a um, citizen, citizen, they will not extradite them, but they will charge them for the murder. And then we have to send all of our, um, like, evidence and stuff. Okay. And, like, um, so they'll try it. Yes. And they will in try it In their country. Yes. Got it. So that's what they did. Because um, he was a citizen of Montenegro? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um. So... I'll explain a little bit more, but let me just finish this part about him. So, the New York Police Department noted in 2009 that um, Tulia had been romantically involved with... um, With the victim? Yes. Dirty man. Um, Right? Well, I mean, he was How old was he? I don't... It didn't say. I don't know. Okay. Um, so he fled from the U.S. to Europe, 
Um, when he saw that the police were getting ready to file uh, arrest warrants. Okay. Uh, for his involvement in um. In her death. Yes, Mary's death. I was okay. like, what is her first name? I can't remember. <clears throat> so he fled and went to um, Montenegro. So he was arrested in the winter of 2009 in Montenegro. Um, the authorities, along with the American police officials, suspected um, him of several mur- murders in the United States, Belgium, Al- Albania, and Montenegro. American authorities initially wanted to extradite him, but because he was a citizen of Montenegro, they couldn't. Um, so they put him on trial in Montenegro, um, and he was charged also with murdering his wife, who went missing in Albania in 2009. So not the one that he was divorcing. Okay. I Um, was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. No, not the one that he was divorcing. Okay. He was actually, (laughs) this is confusing. So... So he was in a custody battle, which is where the uh, Mary was the court reporter translator yes. for the custody battle. Okay, so he was in a custody battle with his ex-wife, but he was already married to somebody else. Okay, so he was having an affair with Mary yes. while he was married. What a dirty okay? man! So then, him and his wife, after Mary was killed, left and went to um, Albania. Yes. And then she disappeared. And then she disappeared. Well, no, she was killed. She didn't disappear. Oh, okay. She was killed. And then they later, after they um, figured out that he had... Killed Mary. Yeah, well, after the Americans turned over all of their evidence and Got they figured, it. okay, yes, he did kill her. Or we're pretty sure he did. Then they realized, oh, shit, he probably killed his wife as well. So then he was charged with her... Um, Murder as well. Now, they never convicted him of his wife's murder. So, I don't know if that one was never tried. Maybe they have a different treaty with Albania. That could be. I don't know. Um. So, <clears throat> he was eventually convicted of Mary's murder. And he was sentenced to 12 years in prison. And he actually ended up dying in prison in 2012. So he is no longer alive. So that might be why he was never charged. Because maybe after the 12 years he would have been extradited to Albania and faced those charges. Maybe. Or it, I don't know. It it doesn't really like go into like. Well, I mean he's dead. So we don't really need to worry about him anymore. So, um. Not only was he dating Mary while he lived in New York, but his estranged wife, which is who um, he was, so maybe he wasn't married to the new lady yet, but they were together. Okay. Okay. Um, so his estranged wife, which is who he was in the custody battle with okay. or whatever, um, had left threatening messages on Mary's answering machine before she was murdered, many of which confirmed Mary's affair with him. Got it. So inside, 
Tulia's Bronx apartment, investigators found blood stains. They also fingerprinted, excuse me, they also had fingerprints taken from Mary's case and had them checked to his 1974 government ID application um, from, I'm assuming, it must have been from the United States. So he must have been a government worker in the United States. But anyways, so they ended up matching so they could prove that he was the one that killed Mary because his prints were all, all over. over. Yeah. Um, so with all the similarities between Mary's murder and the butcher of mom's murders and given the fact that he was living in Belgium between 1996 and 1997, he's considered one of the strongest suspects Although he was never charged for anything. But I'm sure he wasn't charged because he ended up dying. So. Yeah. It'd be interesting, you know, if they had CCTV footage. Yeah. Of, like, the bars and stuff. I'm pretty sure they don't. Because in the 90s, that wasn't, like, no, it was just starting. Um, if they could prove that he was actually at the bars. Yeah. And had picked up the women or whatever. That would be interesting. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Um, so... There was another suspect, um, and his name was... So, his name was John Sweeney, but they... His case file or whatever is, um, he's called the Canal Murderer. Uh, okay. He was a British citizen who was sentenced to life in prison in 2011. And Sweeney was convicted of hacking, <clears throat> the hacking murders of 31-year-old Paula Fields and 33-year-old Melissa Halstead. So Melissa was an American woman who was murdered and dismembered by Sweeney in Amsterdam in 1999. And Melissa's body was found in the Amstel River. Paula was murdered in London in 2000 between... These two crimes, Sweeney may have lived in Belgium and was also accused of attempted murder <clears throat> by one of his former girlfriends. But, if, what's his face? So, they never said that the butcher of moms or whatever was, like, those deaths hadn't been linked to mm -hmm. the butcher of moms or whatever, because... If it had, then obviously What's-His-Face wouldn't have been the killer because he was dead in 2012, so. Yeah. But anyways. Um, so while victims were still being discovered and named, Belgium police office officials started going to the media with theories about the killer. Investigators pointed out early on that the butcher of moms found something perversely funny about his activities. For instance, his dumping site all bore morbid names. And I'm just going to tell you what the um, English translated part is. So, one was the dump street. Another one was the path of worry, hate, and jitters. That could be a red herring, though. Yes. I just thought it was funny. That, Well, I mean, it's not funny. No. But, but it's I mean, interesting. It, it, yes. Uh, police also believe that the butcher of moms may have had some kind of medical training. Each victim had been 
dismembered and mutilated with precision. The FBI was called in to consult on the case. They determined that the killer had a steady job since all of his victims were murdered on weekends. Finally, on July 3rd, 1997, a news report broadcast on Belgium Belgian TV said the police were investigating the possibility of, re, of a religious or occult connection to the crimes. This broadcast also refuted the idea that the killer was a methodical surgeon. Although no one has ever been arrested for the butcher mom's murder, it is believed by many that Small Sma, 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 I can't say his name. Tuli. Yes, but Zerlich, <laughs> Zerlich, when he lived in the United States, yes, is the person allegedly responsible. Allegedly, even though he's dead, he can't really see me, but that's okay. And the police are still gathering ever evidence, even though if they prove that it is him, they won't be able to charge him because he's dead. No, but they at least can close the case yes. and make it. I don't think they can make it official, but they can at least officially say that. Well, they can officially charge him. Yeah. Even though you can't really take them to trial, but um so my sources were wikipedia.com, 10 gruesome facts about the butcher of moms by Benjamin Welton and newyorktimes.com. Do you have any fun facts? I do not because I don't know. <laughs> I just have 10 gruesome facts. 10 gruesome facts? Yeah. About the butcher of moms. All right. I'm sorry, Belgium. Um, I have a fun fact from Belgium because oh, well, I did get go. I did get to go to Bruges for a day. Um, you guys have the best waffles and you have the best toppings on top of your waffles. I had a cherry like compote on my waffle and it was amazing. Yuck. Um, it was amazing. Nice and warm and fluffy and it was so good. Like and cooked cherries? I, yeah, sure. No. I don't know if they were warm or what, but it, all of it was warm. It was good. Cooked cherries taste like metal. Well, I liked it. <laughs> Did they have strawberry? Uh, I don't know. I You'd have to go. Strawberry. I think it was Les Chez uh, that we went to. They have big dogs over there. They have big dogs. <laughs> That's a fun fact. Well, fun fact, I have a big dog as well. I know, I'm just saying. <laughs> you asked me if I had fun facts. Well, anyways, I had fun in Belgium. I've never been. Well. So I didn't have fun. We'll be right back. Dun, dun, dun. And now back to our story. So, my country this week, this is Casey. I had Croatia. The population of Croatia is a little over 4 million. You're so much better at this than I am. I am not. I just, like... I forget until you say something, and then I'm like, oh, shit, I should have looked that up. It's fine. It's fine. Um, So, I did, and now I feel very unprepared. It took me two weeks to do mine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Okay. City of Zagreb, I hope I'm saying that right. I'm probably not. not. 
It's so the population of this that city is a little <laughs> over six hundred and eighty thousand, which I feel is kind of like we kind of understand that population. Yeah, not the populations that are over millions and in one city. I don't think we've like made. I don't even think we've been in New York. I understand two thousand, like where we're from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, um, my sources this week are an article, Identity of the Zagreb Zagreb Shooter Revealed, uh, Mayor Bendick Issues Statement by Lauren Simmons. Uh, I have a live TV slash article from Six People Shot Dead in Zagreb House uh, by Deutsch Well. Um, Wikipedia and... I, so this happened August 1st, 2019, and the media says that there was a killing, the killings of three women, two men, and a 10-year-old child were in the act of jealousy. I've got some, like, some part of an article that it didn't tell me why it was related to it, but I'm going to read that as well, because... It doesn't say exactly why he killed this family. He was jealous, it said. Well, but I mean, other than that, that's all I know. And, but I thought it was really strange because it also, like, the second part of the article was talking about, like, domestic violence and whatnot. So I don't know if he had been sus suspected of hurting his girlfriend or his ex-girlfriend at the time. I don't know. But um, I'll read that as well. So let's see. Where should I start? From the beginning. Uh, so the victims' names were Dragomir Tojalik Tojajik Tojajik. Uh, he was 61. And then his wife, Felijeka Tojajic, and she was 63. And they were the parents of Josepa, Josep, Josepa Tojajic, and then Maya Tojajic. And Josepa was 29, Maya was 35, and then Josepa's boyfriend, Devur. Pansack was 29. Holy crap. Yep. So guess what? <clears throat> All of that is completely not right. But it's fine. Um, Croatia will let it slide this time. So, um, and then the 10-year-old wasn't named. Right. Um, but it was Maya's son. There was a seventh-month-old uh, who was the son of the killer. And he he didn't die. He was left alive. So there was six people dead and one alive. And and one and the baby was left alive. Yeah. So the family were valued by local community and were a peaceful family. Uh looks like the ex of Maya came to the residence um about 9:10 p.m. and at 9:15 the murderer encountered Maya's 10-year-old son. 
and then sent him to see who was in the house. At 9.21, he shot the six people in the house and left the baby alive. And um, at 9.30, he fled the scene in a car going to the district where his mother resided. The police were able to trace his whereabouts via his cell phone, and at 3 a.m., surrounded uh, police surrounded him, and he committed suicide. So it seems that Maya and the killer had dated for three years until the birth of their son in 2019, and then they broke up in May. So the capital, or in the capital of Zagreb, the police have stated or started an investigation on the family of six who were murdered. Um, police had responded to reports of gunshots at the property, but only, um, like I said, only the seventh month old was found alive and unharmed. Uh, the heavily armed police then reportedly deployed around the city and then hunted for the lone gunman. Um, it says, okay. So it said, so this is the second part of that. Um, So I don't, I don't know why this was put in there, but it says the Croatia's par parliament voted in favor for ratifying the in, in Istanbul Convention, the world's first binding treaty on preventing and fighting violence against women. So I can only assume that abusive yeah he was abusive yes and the reason why he was jealous is probably because he just started dating no that guy. no this is giuseppe is um her boyfriend was the one that passed away Got it. maya is the one that so i wonder if she started dating and that's why he yeah i don't know i don't i don't know because it really did not say anything I would say probably, because that's like three months after they broke up, right? Yeah, so they broke up. The baby May. was born in, it just says 2019. Yeah. And they broke up in May, and then this was August 1st of 2019. So May, June, July, August. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it said a bunch of stuff about him, how he like had spent the day um, going and getting his hair cut and Kind of like, um, I don't want to say his name because I think he's a total bastard, but especially for killing a kid. Um, but most importantly, killing a whole family and then leaving his son or daughter. I, son. Did it say seven yeah, month old son? son? Okay. Um, I just, I think it's gross. Like, ugh. Well, and what I don't understand, not that I think it's okay that he killed anyone. But if you're going to kill that many people, why did you let your son live? Well, and why... Why leave and then and kill your yourself? Son, well, why leave your son there? Yeah, like, I mean, if you're going to... If you're going to do something like that and you're going to end your life the way you did well, just and if you went to your mom's house afterwards why wouldn't you take your son to your mom i don't know instead of leaving him somewhere where nobody can take care of him like if you cared about him enough not to kill him how could you leave him there yeah i don't know 
So the okay, so the agreement aims to be an instrument in combating domestic violence against women, protecting victims, and prosecuting accused offenders. Among the four yes, among the forms of violence it seeks to counter are marital rape, stalking, forced marriage, and female genital mutilate m- mutation. Mutilate. I mutilation. think it's supposed to be mutilation. It says mutation though. That's that's what happens when I'm writing stuff down. So I mean, I just I kind of wanted like I would say marital rape for us in the U.S. like probably still happens. I mean, it definitely still happens. But I mean, like I would say most police officers, I would hope, would believe the woman if she said that it happened. I. I want to believe that. But I mean... I also want to believe that... But us Americans... shoot people, too. But us Americans, like, marital rape, forced marriage, and female genital mutilation, like, when was the last time we had to worry about most of that? Um, well... I mean, stalking. I've never had to worry about any of that. Yeah, so, so I mean, it just... It just, like... To hear other countries have to worry about that, like, breaks my heart. There's just shitty people everywhere. Yes. So, the, I think this is how you say it. Please don't, please don't hate me. The Croats, or I will just say the Croatians, have demonstrated in Zagreb demanding stricter laws against domestic violence and more training for employees of state institutions to help them tackle the problem. And I just think that's freaking amazing that everyone's coming together to. I think they should have, like, I don't know if we'd be here or not. I mean, because I don't. You don't work in the. Well, and I mean, we have relatives that are cops and stuff, but like, you don't talk to them about it or whatever. But I think that they should have, like, training stuff for that all the time. Yeah. Like, you should always go through training for stuff like that so you understand. Or you can at least empathize. Right. Well, and then, like, and stuff changes so much, like, over the years that there's different ways that you can handle it. There's different, you know. Well, I mean, look at the way of, like, just working in an office has changed within the last 50 years. Well, yeah. Like, men don't get to... Within the last year. Men don't get to say, hey, I need you to zip up my zipper, or I need you to zip up my zipper. (laughs) I need you to, um, to sew up my zip, like, sew up a hole in my pants. I don't know. I've been watching... What the fuck? (laughs) The nine to five, um, the nine to five documentary on Netflix. That's one of the things where the guy's like, yeah, I can just take my pants off and have her sew up like a hole in my pants or just stand in front of her and have her sew up a hole in my pants. And he's talking about his, uh, secretary, like the shit that people used to make other people do. Well, I would punch you in the dick if you tried to You would Sorry. be, um, no. So I really want to see that, but it like totally. You see me no, in the dick. <laughs> yes, I do, I do. 
But I also <laughs> only a few people I'd like to do it to. Only, only people that deserve it. Not just I don't want of you course. to randomly go <laughs> to someone and be like here. Um, um that's amazing. No, I wanna see that um that documentary. Cause every time I like go past it, but I wanna Yeah. So anyways. So ten fun facts <laughs> completely off topic. So ten fun facts from Nave Travel. Uh, the smallest town called Hum or Whom or something else Jesus. has seventeen to twenty three people that live in that town. That's amazing. They probably aren't gonna be listening to this anymore. They're not. So. If they are, it's like It'll never show up on our list. So we welcome you if you are. <laughs> so Game of Thrones was filmed um, on the Dalmatian coast in Split and Dubrovnik. Um, I thought that was kind of cool because a lot of people watch Game of Thrones. I have never seen an episode and I, I know ev- the first season and I just can't. Yeah, around. everybody's probably like, what? It is just too much. <laughs> <laughs> so the lucky people of Croatia have 2,715 hours of sunshine all year, and that's more than people living in Sydney, Australia. And I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> we <don't. laughs> because that's awesome. <laughs> because we probably have. Two yeah. hours of a day. <laughs> Two hours of a day. We have more than that. Well, today, today, like today, we're not going to get any sunny part of any the day. Sunny? We're no. Gonna get any sunny. No sunny. No sunny. No sunny, day sunny day part here. of the D. <laughs> part of the D. <laughs> Jesus, I have not been drinking. We're <laughs> 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 gonna punch you in the dick. <laughs> God. Okay, and then last but not least, Croatia is the home of the dogs, of the home of the Dalmatians. I love Dalmatians. I thought that was pretty cool. It is. Um, so we have a little bit of time left. Uh, we are one listen away from 900. Yes, we are. And then 101. From going and staying at the Queen Mary, which needs to reopen back um, in California. I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen. So, uh, so anything that interesting or has made you smile this last week? And, I mean, two weeks. (laughs) Uh, um, I don't know. We've been watching Halloween movies every night since October started. We have. So we saw, we watched I See You, and that was actually a really good movie. I See You. That's the one with Helen Hunt. Oh, that was good, yeah. Yeah, that was really good. That would have been my pick last week, but, um. Oh, shut up. But we didn't record, so <laughs> that's why you probably didn't remember. Probably. Probably. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, this week, and when I say this week, yesterday, I binged all of Squid Game. You watched it all in one day? I watched it all in one day. Wow. And it's like I wanted to stop. 
because I think I went to bed at like 10.30 last night and I was like, okay, well, if there's any more episodes after this, I have to go to bed. Oh, I know where I've been. And I made it. I made it all. The week that we were supposed to record that we didn't. Yeah. I was watching on YouTube. Let me guess. No, you're oh. wrong. What were you going to say? Hotel quarantine? Yes. No. I've watched all of those. I, I, there's no more now. That's sad. Uh, right? <laughs> I thought it was too. Um, no, now I'm into watching people that buy like vans or buses and turn them into oh. tiny homes. Yep. You told me that. Which is pretty cool. I watch them do it and I'm like, oh my God, why didn't I think of that when I was having my tiny home built? I know. I wish I could do an overhaul of mine. One day. Yep. One day. Hopefully this year I get a really good raise. And bonus. If anyone from work and corporate is listening to this, I'd like a really nice raise. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <clears throat> it has been about two years. Yep, Chrissy's due for a good one. <clears throat> well, I mean, next week is spooky stories or something something not to do with we need a butchers or murder and Yeah. 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 I don't know what it's gonna be. I saw a pretty cool thing that I'm thinking about doing, but I'm not sure, so I'm not going to say what it is. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Hopefully she gets this one done. Just kidding. I mean, whatever. Well, I had my next story all ready to go, but then you decided that you wanted to do something else, which is fine because I needed a break from people dying and stuff too, so. It's true. It gets a little... I don't want to say mundane because that's horrible. People die, but it becomes. Sometimes it becomes too much. Yeah. All right. So till next week. Oh, I know something. What do you know? We have 43 more days until we go to Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody else will be excited. Except for maybe Amanda and Ange, but I'm excited. I'm very excited. I know Parker is, too. Andrews. Yep. I'm not sure the parents are, though, but they're not, they're never really excited to go to Disneyland. No, they're they're going two days, and then the rest of the time they're going to go do their own thing, which is fine, because I don't want to listen to them bitch and complain the whole time. But we love them. We do. We do love them. Yes. When they're not at Disneyland. When they're not at Disneyland. Yep. Which they know, so that's not a surprise to them. <laughs> nope. It is not. Alright, so till next week. You'll be seeing us. Oh, I mean, listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Alright. Bye-bye. Bye.